Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics with the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. By Birds and Beans Shade Grown Bird Friendly Coffee. Birdsandbeans.com. And Beauty O Books, an independent, family owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautyobooks.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show number 846. So as we do our show live here on the 22nd of August, um, we're doing our show here in eastern Massachusetts, and we mostly missed the fury of what is now Tropical Storm Henri. But uh, we wish the best and good luck to our friends in the western part of our state in Rhode Island and Connecticut and New York, where they're kind of getting clobbered with that storm today. Meanwhile, we'll get a can I put my bird feeder back up update in a moment, but first there's this headline. Scientists have created a new word for a certain kind of bird behavior. We wish ourselves luck pronouncing it, but we'll go with kleptotrichy. Sounds similar to kleptocracy, but what is kleptocracy? Will titmice do it? Chickadees do it? At least some species of crows do it. It is birds stealing animal hair and fur direct from the animals. Scientists at the University of Illinois who were studying this phenomenon decided it needed a name. So they created one and they combined the Greek klepto to steal with trick, T-R-I-C-H meaning hair, and created the new word kleptotrichy. Just another fascinating fact for your next socially distanced cocktail party. And thanks to our friend Andre up in Trois-Rivières, Quebec, for alerting us to this story. Uh, A toast to you, Andre. About the mysterious disease that is called illness for birds in about a dozen states, but which has now pretty much faded away, we heard last week that Pennsylvania was the first state where the fish and wildlife folks gave the okay to put feeders back up. Rhode Island has joined that list in the form of a statement from Rhode Island Audubon. It does seem likely that other states will soon follow now that it seems to have been determined that some kind of poisoning uh, has occurred so sick birds have not been infecting other birds. And again, there have been no reports of any people uh, becoming ill as a result of this uh, bird illness. That's a bird that sounds like it's in distress, but not really. It's the call of our mystery bird. The identity of that bird will be revealed uh, one way or another later on in our show. It's our mystery bird, and this is a little preview of uh, that contest that's uh, coming along. Our mystery bird is a large shorebird of the Pacific Coast, found along rocky shores from Alaska to Baja, California. It has a black head and body, a large red bill, and sturdy, dull pinkish legs. Our bird feeds on marine intertidal zone prey, including mollusks, which it pries open with its specialized blade-like bill. That would be our mystery bird preview of the contest uh, coming along a little bit later on in this morning's show. The conservation uh, news of the week. We had some exciting news about electric airplanes last week show number 845 in case you missed it and now we're back to earth 
courtesy of a recent Bloomberg magazine article which claims that the sales of internal combustion engine vehicles, gasoline-powered that is, have peaked and that the future of the global auto industry now belongs to electric vehicles. That's from Bloomberg. By the way, there's no doubt that one of the issues affecting electric vehicle sales has been the cost. They are generally more expensive in initial purchase price, but a recent study made a comparison between the cost of Tesla's pure electric Model 3 and a Toyota Camry gasoline car. And the study found that the cost of owning and operating the Tesla over a five-year period was actually slightly lower than the cost of owning and operating the Toyota. The devil, once again, in the details. Now a royal salute to the members of our royalty in our Talking Birds listening family and folks who are helping us to spread the word, get the word out about our show and about birds and conservation. Thank you to Claire L. from our hometown of Boston, Massachusetts, South Boston to be precise. She says she wants to learn more about the birds in her neighborhood and there are lots to learn about, especially by a place called Castle Island there, connected to the mainland. Offers uh, good looks at shorebirds and seabirds at any time of year. And Claire, by the way, recently visited the Birdwatchers General Store in Cape Cod and joined a photo session with our Mike O'Connor. Not sure if she got a free pencil or not. We'll check with Mike a little later. Thank you, Claire, for becoming a Talking Birds ambassador. And thank you to Etienne Martin from Mesa, Arizona. She says, what took me so long to make it official? I already talked to friends and family about talking birds. I talk about how much I appreciate different species of birds and conservation. Thank you, Etienne, who's also a, a great and active member of the Talking Birds flock. Still to come on our show today, we'll talk with John Vanderpoel, who created a big year and did some pretty spectacular things in the process. And he's written a book that we'll talk about called Full Chase Mode, Big Year of Birding in North America. We'll also talk with Mike O'Connor, that fellow we mentioned there in our Let's Ask Mike segment about birding by ear with the newly enhanced Merlin app. Get kind of his review about it. Last week, our featured feathered friend was the world's smallest owl, the elf owl. And this week, we're going even smaller, a lot smaller. Our featured feathered friend, uh, friend thing <laughs> is presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Let's put a couple of things together here to come up with this week's featured feathered friend. One thing is that it's the smallest bird in North America, north of Mexico. That would pretty well narrow down which family this bird belongs to. Combine that with the identity of the instrument we're listening to, and it would appear that we've got ourselves right. The very small calliope hummingbird. How small is it? Well, it weighs about as much as a pencil, and I don't mean the mechanical kind. And it's about as long as a pencil. A golf pencil, that is. But it makes up for that short physical length with some long distance traveling from well up into Canada and down into Mexico and back. That means it's the smallest long distance avian migrant in the world. 
The calliope hummingbird is beautiful too, with its green upper parts and in the male of the species, long reddish purple throat feathers. Its scientific genus name was until fairly recently Stellula, or little star, but it's been reassigned to the genus Salaphorus. But that also translates into something dramatic, flame bearer, while its species name, Calliope, means beautiful voice. A tiny beautiful bird with a tiny beautiful voice. It's Salaphorus Calliope, the Calliope hummingbird. Today's Talking Birds featured feathered friend. Welcome again to our show number 846. Reminder about our website. We invite you to check it out at talkingbirds.com. No G in talking. A big year. You can think of it as a challenge for a birder and often a competition with other birders to find as many species of birds as possible within a single calendar year by sight or sound and within a defined area. Like North America, north of Mexico, in the year 2011. That was the challenge for John Vanderpoel, who's here with us from just north of Denver, Colorado, to tell us about his remarkable big year and the remarkable book that followed, entitled Full Chase Mode, Big Year of Birding in North America. And good morning, John. Uh, good morning, Ray. Great to have you uh, have you with us, John, and great to... Uh, Learn about your book, and uh, I've, I've read a good part of it uh, already so far and looking forward to the rest. Some people, John, do a big year on kind of a spur of the moment almost, but you were, you were kicking the idea around for quite a long time before actually taking the plunge there. What, what put you finally over the top to uh, make that commitment? I, uh, yeah, I've been planning it for quite a while, uh, working on the Advanced Birding video series uh, for so long, 10 years of my life, I learned a lot about distribution and I became uh, more and more intrigued by doing a big year. And, uh, and I guess the final point was convincing my wife that I might uh, do that and I wouldn't be around much for an entire calendar year. Mm -hmm. So you, you managed to maintain domestic tranquility with that decision. I did, yeah, barely. <laughs> barely, okay. Well, uh, John, you don't have an introduction uh, in your book, but you, you have an intriguing cast of characters, and just a few of them are the Hitman, the Musketeers, the Red Queen, the Valley Girl, and the Tsar. Uh, tell us about a couple others of, of those characters that were all part of this big year. Well, uh, okay, a couple of others. There were there were quite a few, but uh, the one that comes to my mind first is, of course, the infamous uh, tour company, Rock Dog Tours, mm -hmm. which I'm a longstanding member of. Mm -hmm. uh, the essence of Rock Dog Tours is way too complex to to go over in this short time, Ray. But I will leave you with our our tour guides, our tour company's motto: mm -hmm. It's uh, half the price and pause the dramatic effect, but unfortunately, half the birds. <laughs> that is probably the most honest motto I've ever heard for a company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's Thank pretty you. good. Well, yeah, we'll focus on the half the price part of that. That's all right. <laughs> well, okay. uh, well, the chapter names, uh, John, are just as intriguing, including one called the Pelagic 
Jinx. And uh, maybe you could read for us a little bit the first paragraph of that in which you'll be starting off quoting the great Debbie Shearwater and, uh, and tell us a bit more about the Jinx, maybe who the Jinx was. Sounds good. I'd be delighted. <laughs> All right. I'm Debbie Shearwater, and I want to welcome you aboard the new sea angler out of Bodega Bay. First of all, I'd like to do a show of hands of anybody taking their first pelagic trip. We were still docked at the pier. The queen bee of the Western Sea was holding court. Her palace was on the deck of a boat, and her kingdom was the Pacific Ocean. Tucked beneath her green and black Gore-Tex jacket, with her long blonde hair braided in a ponytail, it spiraled out through her pink baseball cap. She resembled a Viking sea queen more than Elizabethan royalty. <laughs> there was no doubt about who ruled this moment, and all of her 45 subjects on board were cognizant of this fact. Mm. Several hands shot up. These people must be listening in awe. Debbie Shearwater is a legend. She organized her first pelagic trip back in 1976 out of Monterey Bay, and for the last 35 years, she's been running the most complete selection of pelagic birding trips in the world. She is an uncanny knack for finding seabirds in the vast openness of the Pacific Ocean, and has put California pelagic trips on the radar of birders worldwide. Yeah, she she is something else, Debbie Shearwater. Um, she's been on the show with us. She, she was here in Massachusetts a few years ago and came in and did the show from from the studio here. She's a little out of her element here, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but but out there she certainly is. In and of course, she was famously portrayed, uh, I believe, by Angelica Houston in the Big Year movie as well. And yeah, uh, right, uh, and. Uh yeah, in the movie, she actually pulled uh, a knife on Sandy Comito, <laughs> the uh, the man at the time uh, who held the big year record mm -hmm. and whose record I was chasing in uh, my big year. Mm -hmm. and, and she has claimed since she didn't actually do that in real life. No, she didn't. That, but, that <laughs> uh, you know, she found a way to, to get that in there. It's great yeah. publicity. Uh, but no, she. I, I'm quite certain she didn't. Uh -huh. Well, uh, speaking of your chases, you mentioned you started, if I'm right, with a goal of 675 bird species, but you went way beyond that. I, I don't know if you want to reveal your final number here, but um, it's correct, I believe, that you reached 700 species faster than anyone had done before, right? Yeah, that's what I've been told by uh, Chris the Hitman uh, Hit, uh, who's kind of a, uh, a connoisseur, let's say, of big years. Mm -hmm. And I ended uh, the year with 744 species. Wow. So this isn't just like, no, I'm going to go out and look for some birds today. There's a lot of planning, obviously, and strategizing uh, about this. Uh, did you have any kind of unique strategies that you used to be so efficient? Yeah, I did. I wanted to focus, I think, to do a, a big year. The five most important states in North America that you've really got to hit are Alaska, California, Arizona, particularly southeast Arizona, mm. uh, Texas, and Florida. So my, my, my strategy involved a lot of time in those, 
and my corner pin was going to be Texas. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that just knowing those particular hot states that you really just have to get to is a major is a major part of that. It's, it, but it's, it's, it is. Yeah, for the first half of the year, at least. Mm-hmm. And then once you've got the basic birds, and there's a lot of them, and they're not easy to get, uh, then you've got to be flexible, and you've got to be willing to go for the rarities. Because mm-hmm. what uh, what a big year is really about is trying to, to see as many rare birds, birds from Mexico, birds mm-hmm. from Asia, uh, birds from Europe or the Bahamas, as you can in a uh, in your big year. Mm-hmm. Well, John, there's a lot of criticism sometimes for folks doing big years because of all this traveling and cars and boats and airplanes and all that sort of thing. But you're you're not just a, a birder; you're a conservationist too. You've done a lot of conservation stuff in the process, and uh, you spent a lot of money on this big year. But you also raised money for a conservation group, right? I did. I spent a lot of money. I spent uh, $58,000. I figured that didn't count uh, uh, food, but a lot of times I was eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, so it was probably less than than I ate at home. Um, And that is quite a bit of money, but, uh, you know, it was was, uh, worth it, and it was certainly less than uh, some people spend on a luxury car, Mm -hmm. which I would not. And you're right. I did. Uh, I did raise money for uh, conservation during my big year. Conservation is a is a real important thing for me. It always has been. And I raised uh, close to five thousand dollars for Citizens for Conservation. Uh, that's a cutting edge volunteer organization in the Chicago area that specializes in oak savanna and prairie restoration. Mm-hmm. All right. Good for you, John Vanderpoel known as the creator of the three-DVD Advanced Birding Series, is the author of the most entertaining and fascinating new book, Full Chase Mode, Big Year of Birding in North America. It's published by our friends at Beautio Books, and you can get it through them, too, at beautiobooks.com. John, congratulations on the, the big year and the beautiful book. Yeah, Ray, thank you so much, and thanks for letting me uh, uh, share with your uh, listeners. Our pleasure, indeed. Coming up next here, it's our Mystery Bird Contest in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather. The flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more or if you need help choosing your next optic, Give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. That's our mystery bird, a large shorebird of the Pacific coast found along rocky shores from Alaska to Baja, California. It has a black head and body, a large red bill and sturdy dull pinkish legs 
Our bird feeds on marine intertidal zone prey, including mollusks, which it pries open with its specialized blade-like bill. What is that mystery bird? Call us and tell us as soon as you can. So we'll have time at 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900. Your reward if you get the right answer or win by dint of a drawing if no one does get the right answer. Include the Droll Yankees original iconic A6F classic tube feeder featuring durable metal parts that squirrels can't chew. In fact, that's backed up by a lifetime uh, guarantee against squirrel damage from Droll Yankees. And our bonus prize is something that we are very fond of and great to have uh, these wonderful folks with us providing this great prize. It's the feather-friendly window marker kit because we care about saving birds and millions and millions of birds are killed by crashing into windows every year, not just in big skyscrapers either. This is in our own houses and that sort of thing. So the feather-friendly kit will uh, make your windows safe for birds. Easy to put up and um, backed up by numerous bird conservation organizations like the American Bird Conservancy and the Fatal Light Awareness Program. So those are our prizes and great ones. They are 781-837-4900 is the number to call on our mystery bird contest. Meanwhile, we'll check in with Mike O'Connor. Let's ask Mike live in just one minute. Beautio Books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. New, used, and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology. From field guides to photography skills, biography, fiction, and humor. You'll find it all along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for in one convenient place. Beautiobooks.com B-U-T-E-O Beautiobooks.com Hi, my name is Tamara Watts, and I'm calling from San Marcos, California. I decided to become a Talking Birds ambassador because I'm passionate about birds and I love the show. I really, really encourage listeners to become ambassadors because it's another opportunity to share your love and passion and appreciation for birds for Talking Birds. Talking Birds listeners, we hope you'll join our ambassadors family at TalkinBirds.com. Join today and thanks. The Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod, is our destination right now with Mike O'Connor, who's down there. We're ready to talk to him now. And, uh, Mike, uh, good morning to you. Hey, it's sunny on the Cape, and now in the middle of a hurricane, it's still sunny. Uh, I'm not kidding this time. (laughs) Really? Wow. You were clipped off a little. Yeah, we dodged something this time because the sun's out. I know it's bad other parts of the state, but it's pretty nice here right now. we We lucked out. Okay, so uh, still room for folks to come to Cape Cod, then I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. We got we got we got three more spots available if they want to come. <laughs> Just tell them you know me; they'll let you in. They'll let you in for free as well, or at least at a very good <laughs> a discounted <laughs> price. Anyway, well, Mike, everyone knows you're a bird expert, but are you also a bee expert? I've heard that. Maybe, well, you know, uh, I think I struck out on this one. Hmm. I, I uh, a few weeks ago, I did a thing where we had where I said we had a bee's nest by the back door. My wife's allergic to bees, so I took it out with some high powered water spray because they didn't want to use poisons and um, mm-hmm. they made the house safe for my wife and which was a good thing but then I got an, uh, uh, an email from one of your listeners 
Um, I don't know who he or she is because they didn't leave a name, but they, they work at uh, or they own Harbor Hives, which is apparently the beekeeper, and they just informed me that what I had were wasps. I didn't have bees, so apparently, you know, I, that was my mistake. I, I, they were wasps. They weren't uh, bees or honeybees or anything like that. They were wasps. And I'm still not sure what species they were, but uh, I had to correct that because the bee people get upset when people mix up bees and wasps. Yeah. And basically, David David Clapp told me they were bees, so I'm blaming him for uh, that. I was going to say that was probably the case, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay. no, <laughs> no, he didn't, but I'm just saying that anyways. Anyway, so... Yeah. <laughs> What sorry. else we're talking about today? What oh, else oh we sorry. Yeah, I'm today? supposed to. I'm supposed to introduce the other topic. I think, but uh, <laughs> I've forgotten what the topic was. Oh yeah, it was the. Uh, it's the new um, sound ID um, capability of the Merlin app. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, and right. Yeah, yeah, and you've yeah. been trying it out. Right, I did try it out, and um, I got I got a, a, a couple of complaints. First of all, it came out this summer, which is like getting a bike for Christmas because you can't really use it <laughs> because up the birds are quieter this time of year. You know, I would love right. to have had this in the spring, and I'm looking forward to use it in the spring. And you get a bike for Christmas, you know, the snow's, the snow's on the road, and you can't really ride the bike. Well, that's my analogy there. <sighs> but I still tried it out anyways, and first of all, I think everybody should get it. It's It's totally free, which is which is the best news. It takes a little yeah. bit of room on your phone and the smartphone, so you can't use it. You can't use it at home on your pay phone, right? You got to use regular on a no dial-up. Okay, <laughs> that's right. But I, I tried it out, and it's pretty amazing. Um, it, it, it'll it works really, really well with you know the standard issue generic calls. You get a cardinal, you get a blue jay. It kind of identifies those really easily. Uh, I, I, I liked it. I found stuff from customers whom I've talked to, they get excited about some kind of rare birds being in the yard according to the app. I think right now they're going to they need to tweak it a little bit because it's giving a lot of people some kind of well it's not the app's fault but you know they tell you that these are the possibilities but everybody else is jumping on the rare bird. You know they're saying oh hey look it but here's here's the exciting. Here's the exciting thing. It records exactly what you hear. Mm -hmm. so it, and, it, and it records it, and it saves it on your phone. And it, it, then it turns it into some digital thing so it can read the information. But you have the actual recording. So when you think you have a vermilion flycatcher in your yard, you have the actual recording, and you just tap on the picture, and it plays it. It's amazing. But when it's something dubious, like somebody in ease having a familiar flycatcher, you can play that for somebody like David Clapp, and he'll tell you, no, no, that's a house rent or something. So it actually can save it, so when there's something you're not sure about, you can save it and play it again. So I would get this app and, and use it and, and learn from it. Just know that it's not 100% perfect. Don't get all worked up. You've got a rare bird because uh, you might not. But yeah. still, I would definitely, and I'm looking forward to use it in the spring. And and a shout-out to Claire for coming in. It was great taking a picture with her, but she didn't get a pencil for it. <laughs> oh, no pencil. All right. Well, I've got one here. I'll send, I'll send her a, a pencil. All right. So, Mike, thank you so much for all that info, and we will talk to you next week. Sounds great, man. Bye-bye. Well, back to the Mystery Bird Contest right after this. Every Wednesday, Birdwatching Magazine sends an e-newsletter full of information of interest to birdwatchers, including recent news stories about birds, conservation, and science, photography tips, stories about places to go birding, bird ID tips, and much more. Best of all, the newsletter is free. Sign up today 
birdwatchingdaily.com slash newsletter. Well, would you look at that? We're getting sh- short of time here. Can you believe it? Let's uh, let's go to um, Jeff in Truro, Massachusetts. That's down at Birdwatcher's General Store territory down there. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What do you say our mystery bird is, Jeff? I'm thinking it's the common stilt. The common stilt? Or yes. Common stilt? There seems to be a common music there for us. Not exactly uh, what it says here on the paper, and that's what we go by, Jeff. Okay. But thank you for the try and try us again. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Uh, we go to um, Matt. We mentioned Quebec earlier. That's where Matt is, as a matter of fact. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Ray. Good morning. Good morning. You heard all the clues and all that jazz. What do you say about uh, the identity of that bird? Uh, I would say it's a black oyster catcher. Let me see if that's what's on the paper here. Yes, it is. As a matter of fact, <laughs> black oyster catcher is absolutely right. Nice job, Matt. Stay on the line, and we'll arrange to send you that neat stuff. Thank you very much. Have a great day. All right. Thank you, Matt. Identifying the black oyster catcher is our as our mystery bird. We're out of time for this morning's show. That means uh, we get ready for our next show. Thank you so much for being with us, and we'll see you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod, birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics, with the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. By Birds and Beans Shade-Grown Bird-Friendly Coffee, birdsandbeans.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com.